Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Brewswag. And Brewswag is giving away a free Jaded Hydra Work Chiller. Jaded Brewing has reimagined what an immersion chiller can do, and the Hydra Work Chiller can chill your work down in minutes. Enter to win today at Brewswag.com and click on Free Swag. That's Brewswag.com and click on Free Swag. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley. I'll be here all night. All night, huh? At least. <laughs> oh, maybe even tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> At least all night. Uh, yeah. Back in the studio after a little week off last week, a little unexpected week off. So happy to be back here. JP is out sick. Is he still taking the week off? I, I think so. Oh, okay. Um, he's very specific when he calls in sick. So he just got up from a nap, and he had a 100-degree fever. Which I feel like that's just you had too many blankets on. <laughs> right. So did you go to the, oh, it's, the best it's, it's not a fever, right? He went to bed with a hot pack on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, wow, sure am sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, no JP tonight, but we do have Tasty and Beardy in the yeah. studio, uh, as always. Yeah. So And a great show uh, we've got uh, planned for you tonight. Actually, a brewery out of... Uh, 
Tasty's home state. St. Louis. Yeah. So uh, oh. the the Civil Life Brewing Company out of St. Louis, Missouri is going to be on the program. We're going to be talking to their head brewer, Dylan Mosley, and uh, I'm excited to hear about their beers. JP will be disappointed in missing this one. Um, not a single IPA sent in. Oh, uh, session brewers. Yeah. Something to be thankful for. Got some uh, uh, session beer, some English ales, uh, an American brown ale tasty. Yep. That's one of their flagships, I see. Yeah. Oh, Janice so, Brown? Uh, well, oh, no, it's not that. <laughs> we'll have to taste it. Uh, Janice knows? Brown's a brown IPA. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a misnamed. There you go. Well, uh, so we'll be trying their beers and talking about all of that as we as we get through things. Did everybody have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, what, yes. did, you, what did you do, Tasty? Kids? I ate stovetop stuffing. You did? That stuff's the bomb. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, nine out of ten times, stovetop's better than anything you get at anybody's house. Yeah. They, you're over, right. they fuck it up every time. You're right. Stovetop, they get it right. Nine, nine out of ten times. It's easy. Yeah, it's you easy. spend it with your boys? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they were there and uh, some other family. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Are either of your boys married? Uh, yeah, one's married. One, okay. One, uh, I got a two-year-old. And, oh, uh, you are grandpa. Oh, yeah. That's right. One of your boys is two? <laughs> what am I? We'll be two on twelve twenty-five. Okay. It's an unusual birthday. Right. Oh, Christmas. Yeah. Is his name Jesus? No. <laughs> we don't roll that way. Okay. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah, it's Jesus. And, and Beardy, you spent the holiday with your family? Yeah. Drove down to Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, and then came back up here and spent it with you. Yeah. We did the after party at my place, which lasted, I think, three days or some ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah. I left uh, Saturday, I think. <laughs> yeah. As we do. Got got crazy. Got to hang out with Bevo. And it's Blackout Friday. Little Abigail. the day after Thanksgiving. That is our, yeah. Blackout <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Started Bloody Mary's early in the morning and kept right on going. It was a good time. Um, I like Thanksgiving. It's a good holiday. Well... Uh, if you're listening to this live, you still got time to get in on our Cyber Monday sale in the BN store. Also, we put a bunch of our stuff on sale up to like 50% off on some of it. So I uh, saw a few of you guys uh, buying some things today, and you still got a little time if you're listening live right now. Just go to thebrewingnetwork.com, click on the store, and uh, you can you can get yourself some cool stuff for cheap. Uh, on sale, yeah. On sale, yeah. And then uh, click on that Amazon link as you're leaving today. There you go. Buy the rest of your shit. Right. That's right. The rest of your Finish Cyber your Monday cyber. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hope you hope you guys have been using that all day. As a matter of fact. Yeah, I can run it. Um, all right. I do. I'll do some announcements for you. Uh, you know things that we always like to let you know about. And announcements are brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. Go over to drinkdrakes.com right now, and you can check them out. And coming up this Saturday, December first, for them is their Hazy Days of Winter. Hazy IPA Festival, um, and they're donating $5 from every ticket uh, of the event up to the North Valley Community Foundation, which is to help with the campfire relief that you may have heard about up here in Northern California. Money will support evacuees, first responders, and the communities of Paradise, which is uh, the town that got completely wiped out, as well as the surrounding communities. So you can go over to drinkdrakes.com right now and click on, there's a big logo right there. It says Hazy Days of Winter. You can go buy your tickets. That's this Saturday, December 1st, from 1130 in the morning until 330 in the afternoon and your beer drinking goes to a good cause and i think all beer drinking should go to a good cause yeah, have one beer with me i'll be there there you go um all right 
We got some new shows out there I've been telling you about. Shine Runner Craft Marketing, for those of you uh, in the in the professional craft brewing business, if you want to learn more about um, you know distributing and marketing and sales. and uh, uh, Mark covers everything in that podcast, so check that out. And uh, as I mentioned on our last episode, coming up soon, our Hop and Brew School po- podcast, uh, which is brought to you by uh, Yakima Chief Hops. And uh, we're going to be covering all things hops from from A to Z, and I'm really excited about that. We re- recorded a few episodes, and we're just going to launch the. I, I'm hoping to get the the the, sh- the first one launched uh, this Thursday. Mm. I'm just waiting to hear. I'm waiting for my graphic designer to finish the new logo for it, uh, so I can get it all published up to iTunes and all that. So stay tuned for that new one as well. Uh, as I've been letting you know, I know it's a little ways out, but I just want you to keep saving the date for our Spring Brews Festival. That's March 30th. 2019. It's a Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We sell out every year now, and uh, the brewers just love it. In fact, uh, I'd say more than half of our breweries have already res- responded and answered, um, so even our brewery spots will, will sell out. Yep. We'll have to turn people away at some point. They're in the wouldn't-miss-it category. Yeah, yeah, which I'm really happy about. It's our 10th anniversary. Yeah, and everyone's been great, so no matter everybody wants to go. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. All right. As Tasty mentioned, you can do your Amazon shopping through us. Just click the Amazon link on the homepage. You can also uh, subscribe to BYO Magazine through us. That's a great way to support us and get yourself a great magazine. Click that link. All this is on the left side navigation of our homepage. You can subscribe and join the BN Army. And for little as $2 a month, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. And they give away $100 every month to one of our BN Army members. So that's a great way to support us, too. This show, of course, is brought to you by More Beer. And they want to change your malt game with Miking Vault. Uh, Miking, uh, Vi- Miking Vault. Miking. Oh, another, another brand, huh? Man, I didn't even get to the word that stumps me out. Viking Malt. Uh, hailing from Northern Europe, Viking Malt is a family-owned malt house since 1883 and the largest specialty producer of malt in the world. Uh, their base malts are malted from null locks varietals that don't contain the enzyme lipoxygenase. Beardy, how'd I do? I think you did it. All right. Which leads to, uh, which leads to uh, uh, trans 2 nonanol in beer, which is responsible for those stale cardboard flavors. So head over to morebeer.com right now and brew with ingredients from the future, they say. All right. Uh, you can get updates over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, uh, and we'll, we send photos, and Kim Shimke does a great job keeping you up to date over there. Send your feedback to this show to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and send your show ideas over to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Well, no JP today, but I'm going to do the Twitter game anyway. How about what? that? Yeah. I'll it's the Thanksgiving oh, right. miracle. It won't be the same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It will be hardly as entertaining, I'm sure. Uh, but still, today's Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to wineandhop.com, and they've been locally owned and operated in the Madison, Wisconsin area for over 40 years. Most of their items ship within 24 hours, and BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Uh, so enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart and then you'll get that discount after checkout also madison uh, residents you can order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com and then pick them up at working draft beer company 
Located on Wilson Street, right across from Central Park, they'll waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer at uh, Working Draft mm. Beer Company. Check it all out at wineandhop.com. All right, well, the holidays are officially upon us. I went, I left the house briefly over the weekend and noticed everywhere I went, uh, you know, the Christmas music is on and the Christmas trees are up. Um, it's Christmas season, I guess. That yeah. stuff's been up for a month. You haven't left in a while. Oh, really? I thought you had to wait till after Thanksgiving. Oh, no stores rules. don't anymore. <clears throat> really? They wait for Halloween, maybe. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get in the spirit around here, too. So today's Twitter game is... What should we buy Bevo for Christmas? I never know oh. what to get Bevo. And if, if the right. brewing, if all of the of the folks at the Brewing Network, uh, you you know our personalities. If if we were to get something together for Bevo, uh, uh, what would it be? We care about her so much. Yeah, we're outsourcing this year's gift for her. <laughs> That's right. What should the Brewing Network buy Bevo for Christmas? That's today's Twitter game. Brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. All right. Got a little feedback this week, some long-winded ones. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. Check them out. John will take care of your trademark and your brewery filings and everything you need him to do. Go over to BeerLawCenter.com. Charles in Chicago writes, this topic is, should I fire an employee? He says, <laughs> uh, to decide? I guess so. He wants, no. he wants our advice. He says, so my employee at the liquor store I manage came out of the back stating, it's a good day, boys. The haze craze is alive and well. He says, it's taken all I have not to fire him so far. (laughs) Should I discipline him anyway? Love the show. Hope to get some help in this matter from some of the experts. Charles in Chicago. Uh, Beardy says, fire. (laughs) Yeah, you're Uh, not wrong. (laughs) I say, don't fire. Tasty. Well, it is a business. I mean, I assume they want to make money and sell as much beer as they can. <laughs> and maybe try selling the most popular style yeah, there yeah, is? if that's what people want, I would definitely sell the shit out of that stuff. So. It sounds to me like you're saying promote him. I would give him a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so, too, Tasty. Good job. I wouldn't drink much of that beer, but, you know, that's <laughs> not my yeah, it's business. There you go. Or you could educate your customers on clear beer and the importance of good quality. Good is luck. It, does anybody have any success with that, by the way? <laughs> exactly. Good luck with that. Just saying. <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if there was some movement in that direction, I'd say, yeah, yeah, let's do this. I don't see anything going on. It's going the other way. All right. Here's an interesting question, guys. Nick writes in, um, he says, so it's only because of the proximity of these two podcasts to each other that I noticed this. So if you're interested, I guess he uh, actually... Actually attached the relevant part of the conversation. But I guess in part of the interview with Plan B Farm Brewery, the brewer, owner, Evan, uh, Evan Watson, asked Justin if the brewcasters are going to shit all over his beer after the interview is over. And I said, of course, no. And then I identified how you can know if we don't like the beer on the show. And that is usually by it's really quiet in the studio. Okay. Well... He says, I couldn't help but notice the crickets from the guys during the recent interview with Wolf Hills Brewing Company. He says, about the only compliment, if it's really a compliment, was Justin saying they've got their fermentation dialed in. And the other guys only said something about the screwed up sour cream ale. So, what did you guys really think of their beers? And if they were shit or less than stellar, why not talk about it? Okay. I'm going to answer the last question first. 
that if they're shit or less than stellar, why not talk about it? And part of that is that it's not really our place here to tell you whose beer is shit. We do try our best to diplomatically um, bring up if there are issues, um, but guests come on here in uh, you know in their own free time, and um, it's a little bit. Well, frankly, it's just rude <laughs> if we just sit here and say that the beer um, is shit. So in the whole, I think, career, uh, you know, the lifespan of the Brewing Network, we've never really done that with guests. And I just don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't see the upside to that at all. You're kind no. of you're also kind of blindsiding them. In some ways, in order to do that, I would have to have a sit down with each and every guest and say, hey, if the beer's bad, we're going to go ahead and rip it apart. And I think you might find that that'd be a little bit difficult to get, you know, some guests sometimes. <laughs> On the other hand, it would go over great with certain guests. Some guests really don't mind talking about their beer in very, you know, real and honest ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I always say nobody listens to the show, but... Um, the fact is, people really do, and 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 for me to give out an, a, a negative opinion like that could potentially hurt their business. You know, people talk about it. I'm surprised all the time when I go places and people uh, remember the things that we've said on this show, all kinds oh, yeah. of things. So that's the that's the best I can do to answer why we don't and why we wouldn't talk about it. We we do try the best we can to bring up little things, but it's just never really going to happen or, or be the, or the right thing to do to say, hey, your beer's shit. Thanks for coming on the program. This is not nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I also think that um, while I th- you're absolutely right, if there's like a, a parent flaw, you'll talk about it. Like, oh, I, I taste a little of this. But taste is very subjective. Like, I took home some of the beer from that so uh, episode the honey something or other mm-hmm. i loved it yeah. i drank all three cans yeah so that's true it's subjective it's what you like and what you don't like and everything that you like i don't like and everything that i like you don't like right right well i don't agree with the, the, the writer's observation that, that i that i didn't i like their beer i said i like their beer a minute i like their beer i, I think i, I didn't you know, a lot of times the brewery beyond i go like oh man your beers are awesome i'd love to come to your pub and drink beer I don't see that to everybody. Yeah. But I, if I see I like your beer, I'm done. That, you know, I really do. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, let me go back to that, too, because I wasn't skirting over that question yeah. to admit that I didn't like the beer. I actually like the beer quite a lot. And I think you found that even when I with and I in with this particular guest, by the way, with um, uh, Wolf Hills, um, he sent us a mistake beer for <laughs> us to talk about. And we and we very much did that. And I liked that beer a lot. Um, oh, yeah. That was the beer. It was a, a cream ale that accidentally went sour. But we actually spoke at length about how it went sour in the right ways with the clean type of, I hate using that word, you know, the, the right type of, of bacteria and bugs uh, to make it taste like a sour beer you're kind of familiar with, yeah. uh, as opposed to um, it being overly stale or cardboardy or um, uh, uh, cheesy. It was none of those things that can happen. It was a really nice lactobacillus um, sour flavor and yeah. uh so we did like the beers in this episode quite a bit yeah i remember liking both of the both versions of the blonde ale yeah and i think the other two were ipas if i remember i don't know that was a whole two weeks ago you expect me to remember what the beer tasted like <laughs> right 
Um, but I do feel like this. I, I should maybe say a little bit more about even my statement that you know when we don't like the beer when, when we don't have much to say. While that can be true, um, I do tend to exaggerate about everything. Uh, and there are also times when um, there's just not a lot to talk about the beer in general, and that doesn't mean that it's not good. Sometimes it's, it's just a very uh, classic style that we've talked about a hundred times, and we don't go into it. So I, I guess I'm saying it's not a foolproof way to tell that we don't like the beer when we've got right. nothing to say. Yeah. Especially if one person summarizes the beer very well. It doesn't yeah. go. It doesn't do the show any service to everyone walk around or go around the room Say the saying the same thing and repeat it. Yeah, and I find that to happen that uh, on the occasions when um, I am able to describe it well, I kind of look around the room, everyone's staring at me, but I've learned it's well. It's you already did it. You, you took my words away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, there's probably, a, you know, there's a good bunch of times you can go back and listen and figure out which beers we're not too excited about it's, with the same method, though. It's not a bad measure. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't apply in this case. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to ditch what I said by any means. Uh, I just, it's certainly one of one of the factors, uh, not all of them. But in the case of Wolf Hill, Wolf Hill's not the case. Uh, we all like the beer. Uh, I took some home of it uh, with me myself, actually. And you guys complain when uh, JP and I complain about hazy beers, so... Now you want us to tell you when we think a beer sucks? <laughs> right. Nobody was winning here. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, like I said when I started this email, Nick, I thought that was a great question and a good observation. And I'm glad that you wrote in and asked us. I, I wonder if anybody else felt the same way. And so I'm glad we got to talk about it a little bit. So thanks for writing in. I appreciate that. Then JP sent me a long uh, spam of the week. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that one. Even If he was here, I'd do it. It's, it's, it's a little bit funny. Um. Hmm. Here's a long. Here's a long one. Not spam. <laughs> yeah, Chris writes in that he wanted to send an email to thank us for a recent accomplishment. Uh, he says, "I truly feel would not be possible without everything I've learned from listening to you guys over the years." Um, he recently won a North Carolina, South Carolina homebrew competition hosted by Terrapin Brewing Company, um, and the challenge was to brew a fruited IPA. So I guess the competition was open to residents of both North Carolina and South Carolina and ended up with around 250 entries. He says, I was real excited when I advanced through the first round of judging, leaving just seven of us for the finalists. And on October 27th, my name and beer were announced as the grand prize winner. Whoa. So the first weekend of December, so I guess that's coming up here, uh, my wife and I get to travel to Terrapin and brew my recipe with Spike, the brewer there. It'll be a five-barrel batch and served at their tap room. And he says, I first learned of Terrapin and Spike while listening to Can You Brew It, um, which, of course, is Jamil and Tasty's show here on the Brewing Network. Uh, and you guys tried to brew their Wake and Bake. Uh, he says, I listened to that ap- uh, episode uh, multiple times. Um, and it goes on and on and on. Did a bunch of stuff. Cool. So, um, oh, wait. Uh, you said this was Chris White? <clears throat> no, I just said it was Chris. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he also met us, uh, a bunch of us at uh, NHC, at, the, at our BN after party there, and was excited to meet us. So, uh, hey, congratulations, yeah, Chris. Yeah, nice work. That's a good job you did there. Love it. Um, I guess I kind of skipped over what he brewed. <laughs> oh, what is Terrapin winning? Oh, no. This no, was it was a fruited IPA. Uh, he, no, actually, he didn't oh. even give it. It was a different one. Oh. Uh, he was given a recipe of a whole other beer. Uh, okay, and let's see what's this one here. Um. No, apparently somebody's using the Heads and Tails theme song. 
Anthony, oh. <laughs> Anthony writes in, if you've heard the Coles ad on radio and TV, they're using the Heads and Tails theme song. Heard it in the car, turned up the volume. My wife is like, why are you turning up the radio for a Coles commercial? <laughs> and he said, yeah, because it's a song from the BN, of course. I remember uh, JP talking about how he bought the song. I wonder if someone in the Coles ad department is a BN Army member. Oh, uh, we have uh, the people at Beer Law Center going after Coles for you know, that <laughs> Right. No, it's a... Uh, one of those semi-royalty-free that like you can license for cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's happened to me, too. Uh, back when we were doing TV stuff, too, and, and different videos, mm-hmm. Push would put in some music. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be watching, like, uh, HGTV or other, like, yep. reality bullshit and hear the same. Uh, everyone uses the same royalty-free music. Yeah. And, and there's only so many good ones, by the way. <laughs> so it's no yeah. surprise that you end up using the, the same one. Yeah. I think I did see one of those TV commercials, and I was like, wait a second. Right. Uh, he does go on to say, also speaking of music, where the hell is Doc? Um, he says that Weezer puts out a cover of Africa and Doc is nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, Doc does hate Toto, so you're yeah. right. Uh, although, I'll just cover that really quick. Uh, you know what? Even if Doc was here, I wouldn't play the Weezer cover of Africa. It's not good. No, it's almost identical to the original one. So it's like, what's the point? So as musicians, I'm like, okay, good job, guys. Like, you nailed it. But then why not just listen to the other one? Because all you did was nail it. Right. You proved that you play music just as good as Toto. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I remember I was excited to hear them do it because I'm a Weezer fan and I like that song. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's going to be good. And I'm listening. I'm just, and I'm like waiting for something to, some variation. No. It's identical. Didn't come. Anyway. Hmm. Apparently they just used to cover it at their shows. And, um. and so fans asked them to do a recording. Now there I could see being really excited that they played it and did an identical version sure because yeah, you'd be watching live. a live band and yeah. you'd be like oh here's this cover and holy crap they nail it yeah but on the record <laughs> give me something uh yeah doc's on uh, doc's still on hiatus taking care of himself doing his thing he's fine um i think i saw him a week or so ago and uh but just uh, not doing the shows he got a lot going on and and we we decided he's he, gonna take a little he break. was at oktoberfest for the local people Oh, that's true. He was at Oktoberfest. Having a good time, as usual. Mm -hmm. All right. That's your feedback for today. I'll get us to a break here. Spam free. uh, Yeah. Didn't need the spam. It was kind of a funny one. Like I said, JP was here. It was like a, a, a... it was written in the first person as a dog who's on the streets and needs money. <laughs> it was very, you know, so that, All right. like playing on your heartstrings so that you send money to like this rescue foundation. The dog who but learned how written, to type an email. It was written pretty, pretty poorly. And um, yeah, for the sake of time, we're just going to move on. Um, but before we do that, I did want to remind you about our AHA member deal that's happening uh, between now and the end of the year. If you use coupon code BN2018 between now and the end of the year for any new or renewal membership through the Brewing Network, you'll receive a free copy of both Wild Brews and Farmhouse Sales. All you got to do is click on the Join the AHA link on the left side navigation of the Brewing Network website and use coupon code BN2018. At checkout, you get yourself two free books, Wild Brews and Farmhouse Sales. So it's active now. Go do that if you need to renew or if you just want to get your your membership and you you never had one. I I highly recommend you do. You get Zymergy Magazine and uh, the the pub discount program alone is, is worth every penny. 
So go check it out. All right. Uh, why don't we take us a little break? And when we come back, as promised, the Civil Life Brewing Company will be joining us on the program. And I'm excited to try their beer. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today you're tuned into this session Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. As promised, we're going to have Civil Life Brewing Company on with us in just a moment. Before we do that, go check out Beersmith.com. Get your free 21-day free trial of the best brewing software on the market, so you don't have to take my word for it. And Beersmith 3 is now out with support for mead, wine, and cider recipes, plus mash, pH estimation, uh, and adjustments with the built-in recipe builders. Uh, new support for Hop Whirlpool additions, including time and temperature for each item. Uh, you name it, it's got it. Go over to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day free trial. All right. In the meantime, the Civil Life Brewing Company's Dylan Mosley should be on the line with us. Hey, Dylan, you there? 
Yeah, can you hear me all right? I can hear you just fine. Thanks for being on the program. Oh, no problem at all. How's uh, how's it in St. Louis right now? Is it getting cold and, and wintry for you yet? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good and cold tonight for sure. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for sending us beer to keep us warm here in the studio. I'm excited to learn all about what you do there. Um, how long has the Civil Life Brewing Company been open? Uh, we're, uh, we opened in, uh, 2011 and, uh, started brewing beer a couple months before we opened in September. Okay. Uh, just to get ready for the opening or, or were you, uh, distributing outside of the pub before you opened the pub? No, we, uh, we were, uh, brewing to get ready to open. We didn't start distribution until after our first year was under our belt. I see. Okay. But you do have a pub there like that. In fact, uh, it, it seems to me like the pub environment is kind of your forte, something that you really like about the craft beer industry. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, I don't know, I, I think any brewery uh, is really missing out uh, if they if they don't have that point of connection with people. Um, we, uh, Jake uh, Hafner, um, the owner of Civil Life, um, myself, uh, Mike Bianco, and uh, Joe Mooney had all worked together previously at uh, Jake's uh, previous wine bar. And so being bartenders, uh, we, you know, uh, we never really wanted to lose that connection. And uh, so when we opened Civil Life, we knew the pub was uh, the number one place to start. Got it. It is a great way to be able to just speak directly with your customers, too, right? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, uh, selfishly, as a, as a brewer, it's the best way to keep track of how your product's doing. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a little like sending your kids off to school without, you know, having uh, total uh, parental eye on them at all times. So, you know, having, <laughs> having your beer out in the market is, uh, can be a little, you know, worrisome at times, but uh, there are places that take good care of it and uh, some places we wish they'd, they'd improve. Right. And what about the feedback that you get in, in your pub from customers? I find that, you know, like with Yelp reviews, for example, I, I actually really like Yelp. Yeah. I think it's a great way to uh, find out about local places. But, I, I, you know, you have to learn to read in between the reviews, right? you got to know who kind of knows what yeah. they're talking about and who's a nut job. And so I've never, yeah. I've never complained about Yelp because, to me, it's fairly obvious when someone's a nut job. And kind of the same I'm thinking when they come into your pub. Like, you might have people just completely off base about your beer, but you also want to hear their feedback? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny, and I, I think maybe I have two answers, although as I get talking, I'll probably forget the uh, forget at least one of the answers here. <laughs> okay. But, uh, um, you know, when when you've got people in the pub, you know, if, they're, if, if you feel like they're feeling like they're having a good night, um, you've really succeeded on a number of levels. And... You know, uh, uh, it's really difficult to uh, – you're never going to really know what somebody's experience is, uh, whether they – how much they like something. So, you know, if if they're having a good night and they're keeping up conversation and it appears like they're having a good time, chances are good they like your beer. Yeah. Uh, very few people are going to sit and have that kind of conversation with a, a beer they don't like. You're um, right. And, you know – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Keep going. Yeah, well, uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, you, you said you like Yelp. Uh, one of the things I really like is I like Untapped, 
And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a way for uh, people to download an app, rate beer, give it some stars. They might even say a little bit about it, but they don't really even have to get into it. You know, they could just rate it one star or five stars and be done with it. And right. uh, at times, that's a really frustrating app because you're like, okay, uh, you rated this beer really highly, but this beer, beer very poorly. And you don't always know why. Um, but sometimes when you, you know, drill down inside of that person's likes and, and, and wants and things like that, you can kind of line things up and say, okay, they didn't like my brown beer, but I see their top five beers are all Hefeweizen or, or okay. whatnot. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a way to kind of make things, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to get too fancy with your language and, and, and rating stuff, but you can kind of, uh, you can kind of understand where they're coming from, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. I think so too. And I think you're right about the pub environment. You can tell when people are having fun. I was just in a pub recently, and the pub was really, it wasn't a brewery, just a pub. Uh, great reviews, but everyone yeah. in there just, there, it wasn't, there wasn't much talking going on. It was half full, but every, it was so quiet and calm that I just thought, God, these people are not ha- enjoying themselves here. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know, and I think you're yeah, right. Like the noise level will come up a little bit and the smiles. And I, I just, I, I really agree with yeah. you. You can tell. They're enjoying the beer more than each well, other. It, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in our pub, we have uh, another layer of protection in that we don't have uh, TVs. So we don't lose people to just whatever happens to be on, you know, like uh, people are entertaining themselves uh, through conversation, playing darts, whatever. So not having the TV is kind of an advantage in that department, too. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, you this is your first professional brewing gig, right? You, you were a home brewer before this? That's correct. Yeah. And how did you land that without professional experience? Uh, well, I, I came in through the back door uh, in, into the brewery. Uh, Jake and I had, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, I'd worked for Jake at uh, his wine bar for uh, some period of time that, uh, you know, before we really kind of started talking about brewing. And uh, so uh, I had a I had a homebrew party uh, here at my house, and uh, Jake and a bunch of people from uh, the bar and some friends were all over, and it was kind of at that time where Jake was uh, leaning toward getting out of the wine business, but he he wasn't entirely sure how to roll that business up and put it into something else. And there was maybe just something about that event where he felt like, well, you know, it's it's not wine and, and, and making beer and distributing beer is not what I'm doing now, but it's a similar enough business that, that maybe I can get something to kind of roll into this and keep some momentum going. So, mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I just kind of came in through the back door on that one. I have to assume that he had some of your homebrew and thought you were an exceptional brewer. Well, uh, the, the, the brews that we had had up until that point, um, you know, the, I think with a lot of homebrewing, you have some things that are real gems. You have some other things that are kind of mysterious, and then you have some other stuff that you don't necessarily show all your friends. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, up until that point, I, I think actually most of the brewing I've been doing would be a lot more what I would consider uh, experimental. And um 
and, and which is really not the direction that our brewery has gone at all to this point. Hmm. Um, but I think there was something just inside of that nut of, of having somebody close to him that was really passionate about it and, and having kind of enough people in his corner that uh, he felt like, uh, well, I'm speaking too much for him. But, That's okay. Uh, if I think about it, you know, I, I, I would think that he just felt like, you know, we've, we've got a good team here. We can make this work. Well, that's important, too. Uh, we've had plenty of, uh, yeah. uh, of pro brewers come in here who are hiring brewers, and, and they actually don't want, sometimes don't want people with a professional experience, too. They want to take them under the wing and, and uh, just make it happen themselves. Now, you, you, yeah, you, yeah I, can, I can imagine there's a lot of ways to hire out there. Yeah. Now, you did just mention that you, haven't, you guys haven't really gone the experimental route. Explain to our listeners how you, what is your, your brewing philosophy there, and what styles of beer are you going for? Well, um, I, I, I don't like to instantly start to rule styles of beer out, but what I would say is that uh, by far what we're really looking to set out is something that stands nicely uh, at a, at a, at a, in a pub, on a on a dinner table, something that is going to uh, hopefully give you um, an experience where you know you're wanting more of of that beer or more of a similar kind of a beer. So what we're pushing is uh, a lot of lower ABV beer. Uh, we're not a particularly hot forward brewery. Uh, we tend to stick to some fairly classic themes. Um, and, uh, you know, balance in, in our beer is, is very important. I, I know balance is a funny word, though, because you can talk about balance in a lot of different ways. But um, I think at the end of the day, um, what we're looking for is just kind of a nice classic pub beer. Got it. So one of those examples we have in our glass right now, which is your uh, Northern English Brown Ale. Um, I might. Yeah, I'm actually. I actually have one of those right now here too. Perfect. Yeah, you sent us a few beers, and we wanted to start with this one. Um, I will point out. Uh, I think this is important on your packaging. It it doesn't just say Northern English Brown Ale. It says Northern English styled Brown Ale. Um, wh- right. why, why do you make that distinction? Well, um, you know, we're American, right? There you go. <laughs> and yeah. I, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that you can do in a brewery to um, break down water and build it back up to uh, really become very uh, in line with another city's water profile. Mm-hmm. And we've never, we've never really gone down the road of replication um, what we've tried to do, St. Louis has uh, some, arguably some pretty good water already. And since we're sourcing grain and hops and yeast from all over the world, the, uh, the water is really the one thing that, that we can say, you know, this is St. Louis. So we don't really, we don't play with the water too much. We, we, we make sure we've got good pH in the brewery and, and uh, that, you know, we're, uh, that we are creating a good beer. But the water profile being in St. Louis is, was important to us. So when we say that styled, it's like, well, we're meaningfully trying to push this beer toward a northern English brown experience, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily 100% northern English brown. Got it. I like it. That's why I like that you put it on the can, too. I think that that's important. 
Um, and yeah. I, I like this beer. Uh, it reminds me, I wish, so we, we've had a co-host here for years. He's on hiatus right now. But Doc used to make a, a, northern, uh, a northern English brown ale like this, too. And it, it's uh, one of the recipes I tried to make a few times of his. I took it because I liked it so much. And this one reminds me of it. Um, it's like a, it's a fresher, more bold, a little more rich, uh, like Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas like the Newcastle, by the time we get it, obviously falls flat in several ways. But even a fresh Newcastle doesn't quite have like the the bold kind of nutty um, coffee little roasties that this has that, that Doc's recipe used to have, too. I really like that. Yeah. Stands out. What, uh, yeah, what's we, interesting yeah, in northern and a southern? Like, or why make the distinction, I guess? Hmm. Oh, um. Well, yeah, we uh, we do a southern brown as well, and um, uh, you know, as far as uh, the way BJCP has categorized them in the past, um, southerns tend to have uh, just a little less uh, ABV, and uh, they do uh, normally have a little less of a hot profile to them. Northerns are a little drier, uh, a little higher ABV, and a little bit more noticeable hop. Got it. Yeah, that's another thing that I noticed right when I, um, well, even the aroma of this beer, and then certainly in the in the flavor, is that you've got some you, a little increased IBUs here. What kind of hops are you using? You know, um, we've used a, a lot of different sorts of um, hops throughout a lot of our English beer, and uh, you know, uh, it, it's strange because like when when we get to like the ESB. Um, you know, we bittered with uh, Chinook in the ESB, which is kind of an uncommon way to approach that. Um, in the uh, the Northern English Brown, uh, we keep it uh, fall straight with English hops, and uh, it's uh, we we've kind of bounced back and forth. But a lot of times, uh, we use a fair amount of Fuggle in most of our English beer. Got it. Yeah, the hop character comes through in this one. Is that a water? Is that part of your your, your St. Louis water? You think too? That allows the yeah, the you know, to stand um, yeah. I, I think you know because we don't add too many mineral additions, um, we're able to kind of create some kind of softer uh, softer flavors, okay. and that helps out. Are you using a English yeast? That's correct. Yeah, we use uh, two different English yeasts throughout the year, and uh, this English yeast that we use in this beer. Uh, we use in uh, about four other beers throughout the year as well. Uh, yeah. Why do you change uh, during the year? Well, so the two different English yeasts that we use, um, one of them is a fairly uh, classic uh, uh, yeast from uh, Fuller's. And or at least it's a floors type. I mm-hmm. suppose I shouldn't say it's exactly from floors, but uh, it usually leaves uh, you know the beer very rich. Um, uh, it uh, tend, tends to drop really clear. The uh, the other strain that we use is a little brighter, uh, a little fruitier, um, and it's uh, it carries forward a little bit more of a forward hop note, uh, whereas the fuller strain tends to be just a little bit like it doesn't seem to kind of lift hops as much okay yeah one thing i like about this beer is how the the yeast character is kind of taking the place of like what you'd expect malt sweetness to be Hmm. that i get in like 
in a, in a brown ale that's just okay. They it seems like it's more of a malt sweetness that kind of fights the the almost toast uh, burnt flavors. Yeah. that you can get uh, when you go past nutty. Um, but this has just the right amount of uh, yeast fruity esters that are acting as that sweetness, and yeah. I think it's done really well in this. And I think anything past nutty on this one goes into coffee. Not mm. exact, which isn't exactly toast or roast, mm-hmm. but just like, um, yeah, I call it more, which, which I like. It's more of a coffee uh, flavor. D- is there any kind of coffee ingredient in this beer? Or? Uh, no, but we do use, um, there's a, a malt that we use from uh, Vireman in this malt. And, and typically, uh, you know, Vireman is a, is a German producer. Um, but there's one malt that they make, uh, that I like quite a bit and it's, uh, Kara wheat and, uh, Kara wheat, um, at least in this usage, uh, I get a little bit of, uh, kind of a hazelnut, uh, kind of a, a flavor, even a little bit more than aroma, um, mm. kind of in, mm. somewhere in that kind of chocolate coffee note. And uh, I think it's 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 nicely specific. Um, and uh, I always kind of seem to pick it out. And I'm always, <laughs> I'm always afraid not uh, to not to reuse that malt too much because I feel like uh, we might be able to ruin something special by just keeping it in this beer. Yeah, that's a good point. It could easily become your like your house flavor if, if they all start to start to <laughs> skew that right. way, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Do you mind sharing what the malt bill is for this? Just the, even the types of grains. Well, I, yeah, I can share some stuff with you. Um, we we do we do as a brewery tend to try to keep things um, uh, a little bit uh, mysterious, uh, but uh, but the general rule of thumb is that. Uh, you know, this beer is uh, being built out of uh, Thomas Fawcett Marisotter as a base malt. Uh, we use uh, some brown malt uh, from a company called Crisp. And uh, when we talk about our, our American brown later, the brown malt uh, in that beer comes from Thomas Fawcett uh, rather than Crisp. And there's a, there's a big difference between those two brown malts. And uh, I think you'll you'll see it if you're able to have the American brown as well. Uh, I've already mentioned the care wheat, um, and the rest of what kind of rounds out the beer is really just a little bit of crystal thrown in here and there. What what uh, love a bond of crystal? A dark or a light? Uh, we use a little bit of both. Um, I don't tend to like to only use dark or light or let's say medium, uh, I kind of like to build one way or the other. Uh, I've had a few beers um, over the years where I've, I've had them and I'm like, wow, you just used a whole lot of Crystal 120. <laughs> and so um, there's, there's something really specific about each caramel malt. So I think sometimes when any one of those malts kind of stands out too much, uh, I would prefer to have it kind of bookended by a couple of others that give you some better transitions. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Well, this beer has a lot of uh, malt body. Uh, mm-hmm. Is one of those like a low-level uh, Lullaban malt, just, just for building uh, body? Um, you know, actually, it's probably more related to pH and mash temperature than anything else. Okay. Um, you know, we've uh, I've experienced... Uh, 
you know, final gravity for me isn't really always about um, like residual sugar and how that feels in your mouth because uh, I've had uh, a beer that finished at a higher uh, final gravity than I would have expected. And you can sometimes kind of solve those mouthfeel problems with even just something as simple as carbonation. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to answer that question for sure. <laughs> but but you tend to have a slightly higher finishing gravities. That's what, what ways that you're getting a body, and of course you're getting good attenuation. So you're not leaving. That's not sweetness. That's uh, just long chain sugar. Right. That, that's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Got it. Right. It's good beer. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I want to try some more beer, so we got to take a break so we can get some of it in our glass. But we've still got your ESB to try, and then uh, your American-style brown ale, uh, which is a favorite of mine and Tasty's. I think we both like that style quite a bit. So um, can you hang in there for a sec while we get us to a break? Yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. So we are talking to Civil Life Brewing Company. We got Dylan on the line. He's their head brewer. And um, before the break, you can go over to craftbeer.com and check this out right now because this segment has been brought to you by them dedicated to telling the stories behind America's small and independent breweries meet the men and women behind America's beer renaissance over at craftbeer.com we're going to take a very quick break and when we come back we'll try some more beer with Dylan and learn more about the Civil Life Brewing Company hang in there it's the session we'll be right back You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
Music. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And thanks to White Labs, pure liquid yeast means better beers. White Labs boasts the highest concentration of yeast in the industry thanks to their patented flex cell technology and pure pitch packaging. The yeast contained and delivered using these innovations are propagated in an all-grain wort, providing the perfect perfect nutrients for growth and optimal performance. With White Labs Pure Liquid Yeast, your finished beers will meet the high-quality flavor profiles that you intend to produce. Discover the White Labs difference. Go visit whitelabs.com and go to whitelabs.com slash yeastbank to find the perfect yeast strain for your next beer. In the meantime, we are still talking to Dylan from the Civil Life Brewing Company out of St. Louis, Missouri. And Dylan, now we've got your ESB and your American Brown in our glass. So I'm excited to try these. Cool. What are you drinking? I'm glad. Uh, I'm still finishing up this um, Northern English Brown. Okay. Now, I I should point out that you guys package your beers in in cans. And I wonder, I also know that I was just reading through, uh, you know, the pre-interview with you about, you know, the importance, obviously, of quality and lab testing and, and in particular, dissolved oxygen. And it's my understanding from various guests on here not all of them say the same thing but dissolved oxygen oxygen can be difficult in in cans uh higher quantities i guess so i just wonder uh yeah i know you're really focused on that so i just thought you maybe talk to us a little bit about how you you manage it and what you're thinking well i'm kind of focused on it because uh we've had uh we just bought a brand new do meter so it's kind of like christmas and (laughs) um you know we've we've had a do meter in our brewery um but um the the new one that we have is uh, a lot more specific and uh can we can really drill down to a deeper level and uh so we're really excited. It's uh, Dio is really going to screw up a lot of beers, and uh, right. you know, uh, canning lines for uh, small craft brewers uh, don't always often afford you the best scenario for not picking up Dio. Um, but by the time you get into these uh, rotary fillers that you see in much larger breweries, you're talking to you know the price points just. Uh, out of anybody's reach right and that's i probably should have clarified that too is that uh yeah on the small scale it can be difficult but once you get into the the very expensive big scale uh, it seems to be um a lot less and and a a really quality packaging you know um but anyway yeah the um the units yeah the units that most uh smaller craft brewers use are um they they fill um they're kind of called stick fillers, and so your your lid is always off the top of the can when you're filling. So, uh, getting a good purge and a, a good uh, foam on beer experience during your canning run is is tantamount to either good or bad do pickup. Gotcha. And do you have a canning line in house, or using a mobile service? Right now, we're using a mobile service, and um, it's been going well. We uh, we sell all of the cans out of our pub rather than putting them out to distribute. Um, oh, nice! Mainly because uh, the cost of 
passing along the mobile canner would would kind of put our six packs in a in a price structure that we don't really feel comfortable with. Right. Okay. Does yeah. does your uh Attention to attention to do cause any stresses with your uh, mobile canning operator? <laughs> yeah, it can. It really can because uh, you know um, when they you know when they pick up and they move from brewery to brewery, they're um, they're kind of flying blind for the first little bit because what might have worked perfectly at one brewery, you know, that you were just at yesterday, you get all set up in the new brewery and. Maybe your run from the tank is either a lot shorter or a lot longer or your head pressure is, you know, being all wobbly or your beer temperature is different. So, um, or maybe you're doing something really hoppy or, or something that's not hoppy. So there's a lot of dynamics in just coming, you know, coming from the tank to your filling line. And what might look good, maybe the DO meter doesn't think that's so hot. So um, it, it can it can put some stress on everybody uh, just because like trying to get these things figured out in live uh, beer canning like you, it, it's you got to kind of figure it out quick. <laughs> you know what, man? I and we have heard people talk about mobile canning lines here, and I have never thought about those variables. I do not envy the guy in the mobile canning truck. Just on those variables well, you just yeah. outlined, you know? Yeah. Especially when there's a guy at the end of the line with a, can, uh, the DO meter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, stop it, halt. You know, like a friend, they finally get the thing running smoothly. Right. And then, yeah, there's the DO's way up or something like that. Oh, man. And each brewer has their yeah. little thing that they nitpick about. Right. And it's different at every brewery, and so you just have to be on your toes all the time. Oh, forget it. Yeah, it's um, it, you know, fortunately we have a really good relationship with uh, the guys who come in and do our mobile canning, so we're able to communicate real well and um, you know, pass things along and, and get back to one another. But um, you know, they've they've got a lot of responsibilities on their side for not only ensuring that um, you know, they're getting as much product into cans and not being wasteful, mm-hmm. but uh, also making sure their machines running well and their seams are running tight and you know that the weights are right so it's uh you know you've got a you've got a lot of uh, bowling balls in the air that's for sure that's true well look just coming from the home brewer side to a pro to your first pro brewing gig and i know you've been at this for a while now you guys opened in, in 2011 i like your attitude toward uh science a do meter the labs um canning like you I don't know. I think you're a smart guy who's really looking to make the best out of their beer and didn't come from a long history of learning that from working in 10 breweries. So it's nice to hear. Well, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, trial by fire and, and knowing that you've had mistakes in the past and knowing that you don't want to repeat those. And, and you know, like uh, I'll, I'll never really forget the day that the guy came in to sell us our first DO meter um, because I was, I was pretty confident that, that we really didn't need one. <laughs> and uh, we, we shot some beer and uh, it, was, it was higher than expected. And uh, part of it, was that uh, our kegs actually weren't getting purged well enough, mm. and so we were picking up a lot of DO in the kegs. Wow, good to know. I, so, other than the yeah. <laughs> other than the cost of the equipment, I would think that the, a great job would be a DO meter salesperson because I can't imagine they can almost go. Ah, how about I just show you? Let's just go in your cooler. And good. almost every <laughs> yeah. time, I would think brewers go, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely a way that you can kind of discern over time by, you know, drinking your product and, yeah. and comparing it to fresh samples and then that sort of thing. But you're really you're you're finding out too late and um, you know, you're right. I mean, DO meters are, are very expensive. And when you're a small craft brewer and you're deciding whether to get a new DO meter or you're going to get 50 more kegs, right. you know, that's, that's kind of a hard decision for a lot of people to make. But um, I, at least in our brewery um, and with Jake as our owner, He's always been very supportive in uh, trying to get us the tools that we feel like we need. Um, I suppose there are probably a few tools out there that I'd like to have that <laughs> I don't necessarily think we need yet. Right. Um, but, you know, you get the barrelage up there, and then, you know, some of these things start making more and more sense. I got it. Yeah, if you can make, you know, make a 5% difference in, you know, a certain amount of beer, if you can make a 5% difference in five times that much beer, yeah. that's a bigger difference. Yeah, and, you know, it's like uh, there's so many new breweries out there that you're always going to be a new brewery to somebody who hasn't had you before. And, you know, you you don't necessarily enjoy the idea that the first experience someone's going to have with your product is an (laughs) oxidized beer that you just canned up three weeks ago. Right. Yeah, that'll cost you. That'll keep you up at night. (laughs) All right. I want to talk about this ESB that's in my glass now because... And I hope you take this the right way. Um, you know, <laughs> when I was having my gateway beers that got me into craft beer, this beer is everything that Red Hook ESB should have been. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. it's the beer I wanted it to be back then. And in some ways, I thought yeah. it, it was until I realized how much butter flavor it had in it. Um, and and <laughs> right. so this has... All of the qualities that that my untrained palate was liking about that gateway beer, <laughs> without all the shit, it's the beer it should have been. I love mm. this this ESB. Well, I you know I truly appreciate that. I, I have a, a fondness for gateway beers, and uh, I'll probably lose a lot of street cred by saying this, but my my own gateway beers were. Uh, things like uh, Lindemann's and Guinness and and Who Garden, right? And uh, you know all all of the things that you kind of come to later, and and they're they're kind of easy to disparage for one reason or another. But um, you know, I I would agree with you. Like I, I had plenty of Red Hook back in the day, and uh, you know sometimes uh, sometimes beers leave you a little wanting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go further and say that even a lot of the uh, craft-brewed ESBs that I've had over the year, uh, years are missing the B part. And you've got a nice bitterness in the back of this that makes it an extra special bitter. It's certainly not bitter like an American Pale Ale. It's it's no IPA. But it has, like I said, all of that malt character I, I like in an ESB, but with some actual bitterness to it. Well, and I think uh, that was um, that was a decision that uh, I think earlier you called me a smart man, and I definitely <laughs> am going to need to have that recorded. Mm. Um, but uh, your next employee you know, review, uh, I'll send you the clip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
when we decided to uh, use Chinook as the bittering hop in this beer, um, that I think that was a good play because uh, Chinook kind of brings something to the table where um, it's got enough uh, bite to it just from an alpha acid standpoint that, that it gets there. But we also do uh, almost every beer we do is uh, first wort hopped. So uh, there is a at least um, – a degree to which people do feel like when you first work hop, you're able to um, kind of imbibe the finished brew with a different kind of bitterness. Hmm. Um, and I, I can't qualify that. I can't tell you that that's 100% true. Um, but I do know that we do that uh, in this beer and many, many others. And I don't feel like we have to use as much bittering hop to kind of get uh, a foundation hop note across. Yeah, that makes sense. Tacey, you, you, you had some experience with the first wort hop uh, situation. Do you think that that's contributing to some of that? It's like a complex bitterness is what I like about it. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah it's it's not harsh. It's a real gentle like uh, yeah like uh like a uh, low cohumulin sort of a character to it. Okay, uh, but it, it doesn't have much like a lot of, like a lot of Chinook flavor. It just has that really nice uh, uh, what I call backbone bitterness to it. Yeah, it's nice. How many IBUs is this beer? Would you, would you think or guess? Uh, you know, I, I'm always a little shaky with some of these numbers, but um, when we when we run it through <clears throat> Beersmith, um, it gives us yeah. a number which I automatically always think is a little high. <laughs> um, so I tend to tell people it's probably in the high fifties. Okay. Wow. wow. I, I could see that. And <laughs> and what's the ABV? The so the ABV is uh, it's about five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's registered at five. Right. Well, that would that would to me would definitely put it hop forward in terms of like a, yeah, just the numbers. And you know, so here's what I think. I'm now I'm like keying into what I why I'm loving this beer so much right now. I had to yell at my general manager here at the Hop Grenade tonight because he's supposed to always keep an American Pale Ale on tap. Oh, I yelled me. at him too. And, okay, good. There's always I mean, it's it's almost all I drink, and I don't care where it's from. There's just always supposed to be one, and there wasn't tonight. And so I had a different style of beer, and that's okay. But now I have this one, and I know why my palate's like jumping in my mouth. Because it has a, a lower ABV. I know a lot of the APAs are higher, uh, but a lower ABV, uh, hot forward, and not a bitter bite. It's just no, a, it's a nice bitter. So drinkable. I can see why the people in the pub yeah. are staying and smiling. I think this is the kind of beer I'd stay for, for sure. <laughs> yeah, if this was on tap, I would just switch to this no, tonight, just, yeah. and I'd be drinking it the rest of the night. So, uh, But luckily, we got a couple cans to go through, so uh, I'll still be doing that, Dylan. Is this the same Fuller-style right, cool. yeast? Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the ESB, um, we do use that, um, fuller strain on it and, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice use to use. Um, it's kind of in the brewery, it's real fickle, uh, to actually practically use it because, um, as a general rule of thumb, when we're brewing ales, we recycle ale yeast every five days into the next batch and our ESB strain, this strain 
it flocks down real compact and it can be a little difficult to harvest um, as exactly as some of the other strains that we use. And it also really hates being down in the bottom of that cone. So you really got to grab it and, and brew with it right away because uh, as much as it's okay with day five, it, it really starts not loving it uh, after that. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, maybe it's all the cucumber I've been having recently, but I'm getting a very light floral, super delicate, fruity aroma, and I'm just wondering if it's coming from the yeast or if there's some other English hop that you're using, because I'm really enjoying uh, so it. So, we, yeah, no, we uh, we do finish this beer again with Fuggle. Um, you know, like, uh, Fuggle has been um, kind of a, it's it, at this point in time, it's a, it's a pretty easy hop for people to find in uh in beer especially english beer because it is fairly specific and uh so that's one of the things you know in combination with this yeast strain and a couple of the malts that we try to kind of you know keep that english theme going while still kind of you know it's it's hard for me not to nod a little bit to american brewing in a lot of our beer though well that's a good thing i mean you're in the heartland too you got to do that you're an American brewer yeah. in the heartland. You got to do both. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, we had a we had an interview um, real early on uh, before we opened uh, with uh, a fellow here in town, Mike Sweeney, who started a really great um, uh, beer resource um, online here, uh, FTL Hops, and oh yeah, uh, we were we were yeah we were having a, a sit down with him, and he asked you know so I'll get the question wrong, but it was basically you know like what what do you really want to do as a brewer and. My answer was uh, that I really wanted to brew brown beer because it just kind of screams like Midwest to me. Mm. And uh, sure enough, we're brewing a lot of brown beer. <laughs> and the, and your market is reacting positively to that, obviously. Yeah, you know, I think uh, there's a few answers for it. Um, I think one answer for it is that when you put something out into a market that has mostly seen things like Newcastle, and mm-hmm. that's your experience with brown beer, mm-hmm. um, I, I do feel like you're probably still left a little wanting, like, we, like we've talked in the, in, about some of these other things. And yeah. Across the board, um, if you could somehow stylize our beers further, I would say that a lot of the time, to style, we tend to be on the darker path of that style. Um, and uh, we tend to be maybe just a smidge on the richer side of that style, even though our ABVs are, are pretty modest. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are some tendencies. I don't necessarily shy away from having a little color in my beer. So um, so yeah. we, we've kind of made a statement, I think, with that. I like it. All right, so I've moved on to your American Brown Ale now, too, as you were uh, describing yeah. that as well. Sure. And uh, another great one, uh, obviously uh, much more hot forward, uh, like you had kind of mentioned earlier, than the Northern English. Yeah. But with Absolutely. a with a similar uh, a similar body and and malt character, I think it just now gets um, accentuated by by some hop character. Tasty. I wouldn't call this extremely far off, not from Janet's, but extremely far far off from the type of American brown ale you like. Well, you know, I make it like a, a Janet's brown light. Okay. Which would put it in like in this four and a half to five percent sort of range. I see. I, I, that would be a great beer. To, I could compare it to that. But it's still Janet's brown light, even though it is. Because it's not. It's still a, hop forward. It's the exact same hop bill yeah. as the 
the double I, the double I, double version of it. I see. It just has more body to, to offset it. Uh, so it's yeah. I, my my uh, brown nails are always really hoppy. This is obviously but not. It, it it's not, but it also has uh, that same. That same round and easy and smooth bitterness that we were talking about in the ESB, where yeah. it's it's there, it's prevalent. There's yeah. no question, yeah. but it's so easy on the palate. Yeah, this beer is small enough that you can taste the little delicacies of the brown malt, and the, I get the, I guess you say you got uh, I assume base malt, some brown malt. And I think you mentioned the faucet uh, chocolate or faucet faucet brown. That's what it's faucet. And there any chocolate? Yeah, and any, yeah, and this one, it's um, uh, faucet is the brown malt, and we do use a chocolate malt in it. And again, we, we've uh, we've got environment for a number of specialty malts from time to time, and I really do like. Environment uh, has a line of chocolate malt where they uh, remove the husk to remove uh, some of the innate bitterness, um, <laughs> but leave you with a lot of uh, intense flavor. So we use um, a chocolate malt uh, for environment that's de-husked uh, as well. Nice. So maybe that's some of the techniques that we're noticing here too, Tasty, where it's not just the, the, the hop choice, um, but actually the, the malt choice, it doesn't have the bite with the dehydration. Uh, yeah, it has a really good middle malt flavor. And, uh, and the, fin- the, the malt finish is like, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not bitter. It's, not, uh, it's so rigid. easy. It's easy, yeah. Both of these two, the, the ESB and the American Brown, certainly make me want to quaff a pint and another pint. The the Northern English, also a good beer, but because of its richness, you know, I, I, I might not yeah. have had two or three of those, right? I would easily have two or three of these because the... It, it yeah, just, no, I, I get that. I could drink a six-pack, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, Jake was in the office with me today. Um, when you know, I was kind of uh, refreshing myself what we had sent to you guys, and I was looking at uh, our recipes. And one thing that kind of struck me is, you know, even though we take a lot of pain to uh, try to um, position beers in such a way that they're not overlapping each other as much as we possibly can. Uh, what struck me is that the actual malt bill between the ESB and the brown malt is less than 20% uh, different. Interesting. And even though even though that's the case, the the two beers end up dramatically different. Oh. And uh, it's it's amazing how if you take some small tweaks with the four ingredients of beer, you can really move it. Uh, a mile. I think that speaks to the even the styles that you're going for. I think that that's kind of the English ale type of of style, where those beers are none of them are drastically different. A bitter, a special bitter, uh, a brown ale. None of them in in the English style of brewing were ever all that different either, right? They they all had these uh, strong similarities that they just kind of tweaked. Yeah, you know, the uh, obviously the history of beer is, um, you know, there have been a lot of people that have written very well or not well, depending on what you want to think, but about the subject. And, and it's fascinating how, you know, different neighborhoods would be, would be drinking uh, different sorts of beers and maybe calling similar beers different things or different beers similar things. And mm. I think that the, uh, the web of beer, you know, in Mario Old England in the day was... Um, was just very neighborhood centric. And so like, you know, you'd have a way of talking about beer and ordering beer that was, it may be radically different four blocks away. Right. And, um, you know, ultimately now we're kind of left with this kind of general rule of like, you know, bitters, 
extra special bidders, ordinary bidders, um, and all the time, like people come into the pub all the time and I'm talking to them about these different beers and I'm like, look at the end of the day, the English just take their pale ale really seriously. So instead of saying it's pale ale, they tell you what kind of pale ale it is. And <laughs> right. uh, that, that goes, you know, that, that I think a lot of people start to start to understand that, you know, oh, this is, it's, it's not just pale ale. It's not just stout. It's not just IPA. Like there's, there's more to this whole thing than just calling a beer something. Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, your style of brewing here with the subtle differences, it, it, it's the type of brewery that makes me come back uh, over and over again because I can then not just order the, the American Pale Ale every time. I can actually order three beers off the menu and, and really enjoy every one of them. And I think it's worth noting, too, that you guys – so unless I'm missing something, and if I am, it would mean you're, you really screwed up on your branding, which I don't think you did <laughs> – uh, you don't you don't give them names other than the style that you right like it's civil life American brown ale or civil life uh, Northern English style brown ale. Am I am I getting this right? Yeah, um, that that is generally true. We we do have um, a couple of uh, more branded names uh, for a couple of beers, um, but at this point in time, it's it's still um, the vast majority of how we tackle naming is is uh real straightforward like you said like you yeah. know uh pilsner half of eisen brown etc um anytime we have a named beer there's much more of a story we're trying mm-hmm. to implicitly get across to the customer right away okay um and not all of our beers can have a story like that <laughs> it would just it would take Be our bullshit. bartenders an hour yeah, and a half yeah. to explain the menu yeah. <laughs> right I, I think it's a good move. I don't fault other breweries. I, I think that there's something to branding, too, when they come up with cool names. I think that's all cool. But I will say this. I can't tell you how many times I am squinting my eyes and and twirling a bottle around and around and around to try to figure out what style of beer it is when I'm shopping on the shelf. Oh, yeah. You know, even some of my favorite yeah. breweries, I, I'll go, oh, okay, well, I like that brewery, so I'm going to go look at what this new beer is I haven't seen. And I'm telling you, half the time I can't find it. <laughs> And I want to know. Yeah. yeah. It's buried in the last sentence of the description. It, if at all. Yeah. And that drives me insane. So I'm not saying all breweries, you know, should have this naming scheme, but I, I really like it. I, like, I am. I like the way you've done it. Beardy, yeah. you're saying that? Yeah, you like it this Just way. call it what it is. It saves so many lawyer fees. There's not the trademark issues. <laughs> That's it's, true, yeah. Oh, it's just so much simpler for everybody. Uh, I like this yeah. a lot. I also think... <laughs> I also think from our point of view, like, um, there, there's something... I don't know. It's more difficult when you are taking something like a like an APA or, or a brown beer, and you're and you're giving it this name that um, it, it, it implies something. And from the customer's standpoint, like if they know they like APA, um, you know, and they see like we label ours APA or brown beer or whatever, they they know that like okay, this this beer I have a fighting chance of enjoying. Um, whereas, you know, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's a lot more, um, mysterious, right? uh, You kind of have to fight your way to the end of the label. And unfortunately it's mysterious enough as it is sometimes, uh, you know, if you're trying a new brewery Mm -hmm. out and you're trying this, you you know, you want to do that, but you know, it can be expensive to, to grab one that you don't end up liking. So don't make it even worse on me by not telling me the style. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my job's already hard enough. Well, I already don't experiment with too many breweries enough unless they're on the show. And then, and then I can't figure out what style it is on top of that. I'm not buying your beer. Pass. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
so thank you. Yeah, th- yeah, another thank you. These are these are wonderful. Uh, no, no problem. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to usually after the show, I go back to the taps here at the Hop Grenade, but I'm just going to stick to your beer for the rest of the night. Um, both yeah. of these, uh, these last I two. Should've, I should have sent a little more. Oh, oh he man. He sent a lot, actually. He sent four of every style. <laughs> oh, cool. Very nice. No, we, we got another beer left. Six to my ears. Here. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, uh, listen, Dylan, thanks so much for being on the program and, and taking all this time with us. I appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, It's been cool. Great. Folks, you can go to thecivillife.com and check it out and read more about them. If you're in St. Louis, uh, go to the Civil Life Brewing Company there and check them out. And Do you guys distribute outside of the uh, St. Louis or, or Missouri area? We do. We, we don't have a lot of distributors, um, but we do distribute just next door to southern Illinois. Okay. Um, uh, you know, St. Louis is just right on the border, so it, it makes sense for us to distribute on either side of uh, the river. And uh, we also send some beer to D.C. Um, uh, they 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 need a lot of beer right now. <laughs> right. So yeah, keep sending it. Um, well, listen, Tasty every now and then gets back there, so I might make. And him... I live in the Southern Illinois side. I'm from that Everett, Illinois. So. There you go. Oh. I can't go back because when I was 19, I was driving across the country and I got a speeding ticket and I never paid it. And I'm sure there's a warrant. There's a million dollars. There's a warrant out for my arrest. I'm 40 years old now. They're going to put me away Mm. for that one speeding ticket. Hey, but Uh, when you're ready to retire, it's a free housing situation. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Uh, Next time I'm back in the area, I'll I'll, I'll definitely come by the brewery and... uh, there you go. Drink some of this stuff yeah, right off the tap. Yeah, please do. All right, Dylan. Thanks again. You have a good one. I appreciate it very much. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate you. Take care. All right. Wow. I love those last two beers. Easy I like drink. the first one also. I'm drinking twice yeah. as much as I usually drink because they're so light. <laughs> well, I like the first one a lot too, but like I, it's the one where you, you have a pint and you, you enjoy every drop of it, mm-hmm. um, but then it just wasn't the one I was going to keep quaffing. So I mm-hmm. liked it and I thought, yeah, okay, here we go. Got to that ESB though. All right. <laughs> yeah. Found my groove. I don't have to order off my own tap list now. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised when he said it's 50 IBUs. To me, I would have guessed a little lower. Like, yeah, I thought it, a good it, job it came across those. as lower. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that round, smooth, nice IBU flavor. Yeah. I and like the it a lot. St. Louis water probably, too. All right. Well, let me do this. I got to get us to a break. Um, what do I have to let you know before that break? Uh, GreatFermentations.com. Go check them out. They got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business on using those products. They offer top-notch customer service uh, and same-day shipping on a lot of their items. So go check them out at GreatFermentations.com or at GR8 Fermentation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's greatfermentations.com. All right. We're going to take one last little break here. Maybe if I can get the software to work for me, that's going to happen. Um, when we come back, we got to wrap up our Twitter game, which I hear was a blast. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of tweets. Blowing it up. A lot of twats. Whatever. Like whatever people the kids were, say. We're going to have a, a lot of great gift ideas. All right. Uh, we'll know what to get Bevo for, for Christmas. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with that and more. Hang in there. It's the session.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Yeah, welcome back to the program. Thanks to the Civil Life Brewing Company for hanging out with us and sending us beer. Right. All three were great. None of them were an IPA. (laughs) Also, I do want to point out that they overnighted that beer to us because we had some Uh, communication issues and they were like, oh, we got to get it to you. Oh, it was really nice. That made made it taste three times as good since it was three times the price to get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's nice of them. I I always feel bad, but you got to send beer if you're going to be on the show because what else are we going to talk to you about? Uh, But it is still very nice of, of people when they do that. Um, also, then his beer didn't sit in some hot. Uh, well, no, it got here in a truck uh, somewhere. nice cold uh, winter yeah. weather across it, the country. Yeah. I just sat in my yeah. living room in front of my heater. I put it right in the fridge. I'm Not kidding. A girl. Yeah, I'm still enjoying the ESB right now. No, I got some left too. Yeah. Lucky guy. Um, okay. How about some Twitter game results? Gonna do yes. that, right? Um, yeah. Christmas ideas. Right, for our yeah. beloved Bevo. What would we? What would the Brewing Network? What should the Brewing Network buy Bevo for Christmas? Half for lingerie was our was our Twitter game. <laughs> and uh, let's. What do we have, Beardy? Uh, I whittled it down. Okay, to uh, how many? Uh, Is that one of them? I could either do eight or nine. Whoa, gosh, that's a lot. That's are they, there's really that many good ones. Fine, I could whittle it down <laughs> to five to one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could do five. I mean, if there's eight like stellar ones, I'll, uh, I'll hear them. Okay, uh, then I'll whittle it down from eight or nine, and okay. then we'll see how many we end up with. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Fried trout says earplugs and a taser. 
Not bad. Um, knows something knows she needs. his audience. Yeah. Um, Tony D says an assistant. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not what, sure what for, but mm-hmm. apparently. Um, Scott says Justin should finally turn over the Christmas striptease tape he's been holding on to for all these years. Oh, oh. that's a good one. Uh, Deep cut. On the internet, yeah, the high forever. resolution one. Um, that's a good one because yeah, it would be a nice gift back to you. You know that you don't have to the worry about guy. it out in the yeah. ether anymore. But it's there uh, no. forever. <laughs> Even though when you try to look it up, which I've done, oh, you can't really like it's such a pixelated mess right but it's also still just it is what it is <laughs> and i'm my friend actually sent it to me and she was like oh my god is this you i was right. like well, what, what are you talking about i don't see anything right <laughs> some deniability because of the pixelation right. exactly you're welcome that's what i'm saying we got the high res copy we're holding right. that ransom <laughs> right yeah it was actually a 4k camera mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly. it was, it was, yeah with low light after <laughs> uh let's see we've got uh, Trev says Dyson Airblade for sure. And at first I was, I didn't understand it, yeah. but then I seem to remember Bevo wanting one to do her dishes because <laughs> you could just dip a plate and dry it. Did I really? In well, the I have Airblade. a dishwasher, so no, that's not. Actually, nobody's surprised that your white trash <laughs> ass would say, I want a Dyson to dry my dishes. Well, yeah. but now I don't use them because of the poop air thing. So. Oh, my God. Well, this would be a Dyson just for the dishes. Just for the dishes? Yeah, yeah you don't have to mount it in your bathroom. It's your it airblade. You can put it wherever you want. Jesus Christ. God, I probably did say something stupid. Like I hope somebody in there said, uh, send her to college. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that. Oh, oh boy. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, some guy named Terrence Green uh-huh. uh, said a vasectomy for Sam on air and Cheez Its. And Cheez Oh my god, I love Cheez Its. Okay. And vasectomy. And vasectomy. I've always loved them. And Sam with a vasectomy, that's even better. I mean, that would, so far, that is actually the most thoughtful gift yes. to Bevo. Yeah. yeah. It would it's mean a little bit of everything. the most to her. And it probably would mean a lot to Sam because then we would get to stop practicing abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So what method are you practicing now, Sam? You have to dump with your yeah. girlfriend something. You know what method, yeah. man. <laughs> and it would be on air, so we'd get to see the joy on his face. Yeah, true. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, John says, a full MP3 player of Sugar Valley Brewer original songs. Okay. Of course. Full MP3 player. That's <laughs> yeah. like a half a megabyte of songs, I think. Yeah, from the 1990s. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. The Brewer of Seville says, a lifetime supply of Big O kits. Okay. Hmm. That's it. Because huh? you told me to whittle it down. So there are a mystery few finalists. Okay. I'm going to... Eliminate an assistant, because that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Reality sets in. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. I'm going to eliminate Sugar Valley songs, yeah. uh, I, although I love them. Um, oh. You know, I know people wouldn't like that. I'm going to eliminate the Big O kit, because she just explained that there's no sex. Uh, so what's the Big O kit going to do? Um, it sounds like that'd be something for her. 
Because mm, it has like climax gel. There's like a little and something like for me, right? Mini vibrator. It's only half for you, I think. Hmm. I think even the mini vibrator like goes on the dude. Yeah, it goes oh, to it the top of the dude thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Ding, ding. So, in, right. in other words, in, o- in order for that gift to win, the, the vasectomy gift would also have to be a precursor. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to eliminate that We're one. not getting her two gifts this year. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm going to eliminate give back the stripper tape because that also is never going to happen. <laughs> so that leaves us with three. Um, earplugs and a taser. I think that one's thoughtful. Very nice. Very well yeah. received. Um, I would use both of those things. <laughs> a Dyson for her dishes. A Dyson <laughs> right. Airblade for her dishes. <laughs> that might be my favorite. Because I'm not, I don't remember hearing it, but I have no doubt in my mind that Bebo has, would say that. Yeah. It took me a second. I'm like, I don't get it. No it doubt whatsoever. I yeah. don't remember saying it, but I also have no doubt that I said it. <laughs> if she were hand drying her dishes, she would definitely would have said it. Right. Yeah. First, first thing she says, I got a dishwasher. You know, so. Right. But if she wasn't, yeah, she'd have to. I recently got a dishwasher. I didn't know yeah, so you, Yeah, so you were towel drying oh. before. That Dyson would have been awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah blowing poop all over your freshly <laughs> cleaned dish. Because <laughs> it would have been... Because <laughs> Sam... Because we'd have gotten it for her. Yeah. And she'd have been like, Sam, mount it in the bathroom. <laughs> and then just to do the dishes. <laughs> I would just do the dishes in the bathroom. <laughs> Again. Still. That's not the dishwasher you're referring to? Shut <laughs> <Right. laughs> up, Warren. Yeah. Um... She just got a, a bathtub with jets to kill two birds with one stone. She's like, now I get a jacuzzi tub and a dishwasher. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And then the third and final one on the list, I'm going to put um, a vasectomy for Sam on air. With the Cheez-Its. With Cheez-Its, of course. Now, of those three, which one is an actual listener and not a Terrence? Uh, Are there two? Are the Dyson and the the vasectomy one is Terrence? Yeah, yeah. So he might get an honorary win. I'll still allow the vote, but he's not going to get the prize. Are the other two normal people? Uh, I think. I mean, as normal as you can be on Twitter. Fair enough. Um, Okay, let's vote. Um, I would like to say something on behalf of the uh, the live uh, vasectomy. Okay, you know Sam, but that that would be an awesome uh, show. I mean, Sam Sam (laughs) would it would be he would own that, you know. He, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sam knows how to perform yeah. so under duress. Saying, get a little bit beyond just the name of it. Stick at the whole eye of what it would be like. You're right. Would we leave the window open to the hop grenade yeah. while it happened? Well, <laughs> I I guess we'd have to move the show we'd, to the hospital. We'd pull. Oh. Right. Right. I don't know. It, it would be <laughs> cheaper if it was done here, here right? <laughs> Hospitals <rabbi>. are expensive. <laughs> That's a good point. A rabbi? <laughs> Tasty makes a good point because it, it it could be the second runner up to my dream of dying on the air, right? <laughs> like I always say, that's going to be great radio, but this would be pretty damn good based on Sam's ability to perform, the actual act. Yeah. Um, Our response to watching him get like you know <laughs> snipped. <laughs> snipped. Oh man. All right. Well, we, man. even if we had to go to the hospital. It would be a show, you know. I, of course, yeah. And the, and the the surgery cam could be the live stream. You're right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'll scrub up for that. <laughs> I also just want to like say we don't practice abstinence. Don't feel that bad. For <laughs> Yeah, just to backtrack now. Yeah, oh. we don't, Sam. Oh, I still want to say it on my story now. Did Sam just start texting you? Why, why do you have to tell everybody I don't get any? God, I'm a. 
I'm that was between us. I'm a nice person. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's all for the show, people. Right. Yeah. Every little bit. Okay. It's a bit. Should we vote? Yeah. Raise your hand if it's earplugs and a taser. And... Okay, everybody gets two votes because we're going to do a runner-up on this one. So raise your hand if it's for earplugs well, and a taser. I can vote twice, not two for the one. There we go. Oh. Bevo voted for that, <laughs> which means that should be. No, it's so, I, I However, what she's going to do. That's no. not I'm how things work. Now, like, no. the, the where giver, those earplugs go? Thanks, guys. The giver chooses it's the gift. literally two things that I would use. <laughs> right. So, oh, practical yeah. oh, yeah. So that yeah. ain't happening. No. Uh, okay. Uh, raise your hand if it's a Dyson for doing dishes. Oh, I'm <laughs> a uh, new dishwasher. And that's three. Right. That's our that's our winner, so we don't have to have a, a runner-up. Uh, and, and raise your hand, of course, if, if it's a vasectomy me for Sam. I actually, that actually was the most votes, but can I, so that would be our, our main winner, but our runner-up Dyson for Dishes is our winner tonight, because I'm not sending a prize to Terrence. No. So, yeah. The but black. thank you for playing, Terrence. You did a good job. Um, yeah. You get to pay for the vasectomy when we do that. <laughs> So you just need to do uh, the thing about Dyson for Dishes guy, and Bevo okay. will get you a prize uh, from our Brewing Network store. Good job, Trev. Yeah. Well done, Trev. Winner, winner. Deep pull. <laughs> All right. What if I just made that whole thing up, and he just meant a Dyson Airblade for her bathroom? Hey, we, we, good for him. Then, then I think I did well. all the work, so then, then you I know should me get better the prize. Than anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you another shirt. You want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, hey, go to Neshaminy Creek. <laughs> go to Neshaminy Creek Brewing dot com. Uh, they've been on the Philly beer scene uh, since 2012, and um, they do great things over there. Two-time GABF Vienna style lager winner, uh, also bronze for their smoke lager. They got a great tap room plus a new tap room. If you can't make it to Croydon, you can enter their. Uh, you can go up to their second location in Jenkintown called the Borough Brew House, which features a full menu and 22 beers on tap, including guest taps from local breweries, meteries, as well as Pennsylvania cider. So go to NeshaminyCreekBrewing.com and go to Neshaminy Creek Brewing to check them out. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to brand your brews, check out the Branding Brews podcast. It's a deep inside look at everything that revolves around branding and marketing a brewery. Branding Brews interviews industry professionals covering in-depth strategies and topics like labels, packaging, websites, social media content, trademark, uh, and a whole lot more. Whether you're in sales and marketing or you own a brewery, take a look at starting a brewery uh, by listening to the Branding Brews podcast podcast go to brandingbrews.com all right and the last one i have to do is of course everybody's favorite uh adam and eve you can go to adamandeve.com right now use coupon code b and army that's b-n-a-r-m-y and at checkout i think you end up getting the free big o kit uh you get 50 percent off almost any one item that you choose plus free shipping plus the big o kit um which now that we'll clarify this since we were talking about it with bebo um exclusive climax Climax Gel, a mini vibrator, although we have heard that that vibrator is, like, special, and it goes on the dude to be the thing, to do the thing. Um, and, um, yeah, and then free shipping and all the other things. So go to adamneve.com and use coupon code B-N-A-R-M-Y. I have it under... Um, I'm losing my words. 
You're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Smile for me. I want to make sure your face isn't lopsided. <laughs> I think I just, I think I just stroked out. Is that mini vibrator in you right now? Is that one? <laughs> yeah. Did you somewhere? I have it under good information that the uh, B N A R M Y coupon code will not be around for all that much longer. So you should go to adamream.com and use it. B N A R M Y. Preferably before the end of the year, I would say. All right. So do that. Okay. Next week, Booth Brewing Company. Are we done here, folks? In studio. In, In studio. studio. I like it. Am I here next week? Who knows? <laughs> I think so. I think you're not here the next next week. You're right. I'm here next week. And then I got to go to Colorado. Doing a little uh, opening uh, or a, a release event with Sully in Fort Collins. The 21st oh, Amendment yeah, yeah, is yeah. coming to Colorado. Oh, that's right. And they're doing a release party at the Hop Grenade Fort Collins. So yeah, if you're guys out are on there. The, uh, short list of places that they'll be. That's great. Yep. I'll be there with Sully. Uh, we're going to be doing a little presentation and hanging out with you. So come see us in Fort Collins. I'll be there. I think that's on Friday, December 7th. 7th. We're doing it. I'll be out there from the 6th through the weekend. So uh, come see us in Fort Collins. And, uh, yeah, then we got Booth Brewing on the show next week. And lots more happening. Hidden Mother Brewing Company is coming up soon. And uh, Bevo's doing a great job booking everything. So take care of yourselves out there. We'll see you next week. Sky and wind.